You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast, follow the show. It's Strictly Anonymous for me at Cartoon Therapy. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I give total strangers my unprofessional advice. I also just like listen to people talk about their naughty lives and their secret lives and all that kind of good stuff. So if you fall into any of those categories... You want to be on the show, either go to my website at strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show or send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll have you on. Uh, Today I have on a guy. Oh, if you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you can write a review, write a review. If you want to just email me and give me your two cents about the show, you could email me. You might want to email me about today's show. Uh, and I'll explain why after I explain who's on and what he talks about. Um, I have on a guy, what the fuck is his name? I think David, I don't remember. Shit. Okay. Anyway, I have on a guy, (laughs) you'll find out his name the minute the episode starts. Um, and, uh, he calls in to talk about something that he, when he emailed me, he called it e-stim, which is like electrical stimulation to like get yourself off. I knew absolutely nothing about it. I sound like a moron on this call because I ask a million questions that, cause I really don't know. And I don't, I don't know. I think that I know about a lot of stuff. So I don't know if like many of you know about this thing. Um, if you're into it and you know about it, you'll probably learn some more stuff from this guy because this guy's been doing it for about 15 years and he knows everything about it. He's also like an engineer, which I don't find out until like way later. So he knows how to build this shit. And not only does he discuss what it is, what it does for him, how he's been using it to jerk off for, like I said, 15 years, how it's a secret thing. His wife doesn't know about it. He also discusses, and we get to this at the end, that he can teach you how to do it. And he likes to do that. So he gives a shout out at the end, and I'm going to give it to you now, that uh, if you're interested in this whole practice, this masturbatory practice, <laughs> I learned that word from him, um, you can email me and I'll send your email to him and he'll hook you up. He could teach you how to make one because they're pretty expensive. We talk about that. He could teach you how to do it. And the craziest thing which I don't know, I maybe maybe a reflection of what a bad interviewer I am because I didn't find out till like the end that he actually has done this with guys. Like he will go hang out with a guy and they will east him together. And like I said, I didn't get this out of him until like the very last five minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but so if you live in his area and add a bonuses, he'll come to you and you guys could east him together. Same for women too. So... Like I said, if you're interested after you hear that, email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast.gmail.com and I will put you in touch with him. But if you're not interested in doing it, but just interested in listening to what it is, what it's all about, how you do it, what it does to you, how it feels. And honestly, I think people with like diabetes or any kind of like orgasm problem should probably try this out. I tried to Google to find out if it has been helpful to some people. And I feel like I saw that it was, but I didn't get anything sort of definitive. But I think, you know what, if you can't have orgasms because you have nerve damage because of diabetic stuff, it's worth a fucking try, right? Um, So take a listen. I'll be right back on with whatever his name is. (laughs) Okay. Do you have a story? lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous okay uh hey jay welcome to strictly anonymous podcast you're on with Kathy. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Kathy. Thank you very much. How about you? 
I'm doing good. You told me you're like parked in a parking lot. All the people parked in parking lots. They're either banging and cheating in parking lots in cars or they're talking to me, revealing all the like the dirty things that they do in their car. <laughs> it's just like I can't tell you how many people that call in are talking in their car. And I don't know why it makes me like what what's funny to me about it, but it just kind of is. But anyway, you're sitting in a well, parking you know, lot somewhere, right? Yeah, you know, it is kind of perverted to what we're talking about. So it's well, like, well, that's uh, what I mean. Not, if it's they're not, not something I could talk about at home or the office, so. right? So I'm just like, I just think that a lot of shit goes down, a lot of dirty stuff goes down in parking lots. I just find it funny. You know, when I drive past parking lots now, when I see cars, I wonder what the fuck's going on in there. You just never know, right? But anyway. Brother? There's a couple SUVs with blacked out windows around. So. There you go. Yeah. There's a, like there's a school teacher cheating on her husband in the back. <laughs> um, but anyway, you're a guy who wrote in to tell me that you're into this thing called uh, it's Easton. What is that? Electrical stimulation. Electrical. Is that what the E stands for? It's really electro. Electro. Oh, OK. Electro stimulation. And that's like something that you do. It's like a when you jerk off to get yourself off. It's something you've been doing for a very long time. I've never even heard of it. Um, you said that it's like something that you use. You said you've used stuff that's out there. You've built your own. Um, how did you even hear about this? Because I don't know about it. I've never heard of this electro stimulation. Um, is it? I know you said you've been doing it for fifteen years. Is it something that can't? I guess it's been around for a long time. Yeah, I, I don't know how long it's been around. I stumbled on it back in the late 90s or the early 2000s in a Yahoo sex group. Right. And is it something that men can do, only men, or can women do it too? Oh, both sexes can do it. But, you know, most of what you hear and see about, see about are men who do it. But, but there are women who do it. There are videos. And I'm not talking about the cheesy commercial videos made for profit. I'm talking about just people at home who make videos of themselves. There's plenty of videos of men and women. So if, if people are wondering what the hell this looks like when you're talking about it, because you're going to be explaining the whole thing, because I don't know anything about it. People could Google and actually see videos of people doing this, exactly what you're going to talk about and tell us that you do. Yeah, they could, but they better look for the amateurs because the stuff that's on, you know, the commercial porn websites. Uh, Is bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, it's just acting. So what is electrostimulation? It's like a way to get yourself off. Because you said, I think, in the email that, like, you're not even, you could use this sort of apparatus thing that you use, right? And you don't even have to touch yourself to have an orgasm. So this thing, I'm assuming, is giving you some sort of shocks or something or whatever and getting you to actually come, right, without you even touching yourself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not really a shock in the sense that people think about shock. It's right. more like tingling your nerves. Uh -huh. On your on your uh, cock or your your anus or someplace like that, your ass. And now you said that you put them all over your body. Do you just put them in your genital area, or do you put them in different places, and that still affects your genital area? Like, and, you know, because I would just think that you know, who knows? Like, because I mean, we've all like fooled around, and like someone will go down on your armpit, and you're like, holy shit! Like, why do I feel that down there? You know, what I mean, like, there's things that are all connected, right? Like, I feel like probably there's stuff that's connected, but like, is it something where like you put it in different parts of your body and you feel it in your dick, or does it all go on your dick? No, I. The first thing is I don't put anything above my waist because it's not very safe to do that. You know, if you've got a bad heart or you have any kind of a heart condition, and maybe if you don't, uh, depending on how how you crank it up, you could probably induce some kind of cardiac arrhythmia. So the first rule of safety is no stimming above the waist. Oh, okay. So everything is below the waist, and you put it like everything. where do you put these the the thing? What are they called? Electrodes or like what? what Electrodes. Electrodes? Yeah, they're called electrodes, yeah. Where do you put so, the electrodes? So I've got several places that I put them. The, the one I like, the combination I like the best is uh, I have a metal one that goes up in my ass, you know, kind of like a butt plug. Uh-huh. Only it's metal and it's connected to a lead wire. Um, and then I have another one that I wrap around the base of my cock, kind of like a cock ring. So it goes over the top but wraps around your ball behind your balls uh-huh and then uh, wait you're head. you just broke up Say, you just broke up again oh. are you moving sure no i'm not okay um, so go and then 
the last one. So, and then the last one, uh, I connect uh, up on the head of my cock. And it's a special one, the one that I use, because it actually goes down into the opening, down into the urethra. Just Oof. about in. Doesn't that hurt? Doesn't that hurt? <laughs> it, it doesn't hurt. It, it seems surprising the first time, but it's not real big. It's short and it's not very big around. It just has to go down in about a, you know, a half an inch or an inch. Because I feel like my BDSM people have told me that like some guys that are into torture and pain like have someone do something like that in a in a way to create massive pain, right? Like supposedly. So this isn't creating any kind of pain though when you put it in because you're not putting it in deep. What is that thing hole? What is that hole called again? It's the meatus, technically, I think, the anatomy, but it's the end of your urethra. Yeah, the That's urethra, it. right, yeah. I remember the hearing some guy telling me, and, like, how that's supposedly, like, and, like, when guys go to the doctor, they talk about how the doctor puts something in there, and it's, like, fucking kills. I don't know. It's just, like. Yeah, but that's going deep. Those, those oh, okay. Go down, in, go down into your bladder and everything else. I, I'm not into that at all. There are people who are. There are people who insert these metal rods to go all the way down into their oh, bladder. Stop, I can't even, it's hurting just to talking about oh, it. Oh, and then, listen, and then they hook them up to the power. Oh, and then they do, they they use electrostimulation yeah. all the way that deep. Yeah. But you're here <laughs> to tell people, the regular, like, you don't need to do that, right? So you just put a little bit in the tip, one up your ass, and one around the base of your cock, and then you turn up the volume or the, like you turn on yeah. the... Turn on, I turn on the signal. Yeah. So we need to talk about where the signal comes from. Yeah, where does the signal come from? Yeah, so the way these things work, like the first one that I made from at home was made with an old set of computer speakers. Okay. And what you do is you go into that little tiny amplifier that's in there and you add some things. And then you connect that up to the electro, electrodes. But the, what you do to get the signal is play special files through that little amplifier but where do you and, get the files <laughs> well that's that's kind of the fun part you have to go hunting but they're out there on the web so i can go out to different websites and find these files and download them what do they call like I, what do you google to find a very the large files? collection e-stimulate like electro stimulation file like what do you how do you find them like what are they named i, I would do a search for e-stim like e-s-t-i-m files Okay. Or electro stimulation files. Okay, and so you so it's like a tape recording kind of thing. Um, no, people have have created them in software, so there's nobody putting a mic out. I mean, if you listen to one, it would just sound like something out of a science fiction movie. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Cool. So it's like you so put, right. You don't use regular music. If you use regular music, you're going to kill yourself. It's just oh <laughs> because there's too much variation. Right. That, that would be weird things to your body. So instead, you use these. And, and I mean, I don't mean that literally kill yourself, but it would not be a pleasant experience. Right. I get it. Because this kind of thing that you use is creating different feelings when you turn it on. Right. And so, yeah. and you, do, you don't know, like, I mean, do they explain what you're going to get on each one? Like, I mean, I just feel like, like, how does the, how do you know what to sort of get when you get the files? I mean, are they, well, named? That's, <laughs> that, that's a good question because they have names, right? Like what are the names? Like one of them is called uh, muscle lust. Uh-huh. Uh, another one is called, um, uh, let's see if I can think of someone, Electrojack. Right. Uh, some of them are called Stroker. And do they come with like an explanation like this is what you're going to get with them? No. Okay. You have to try them to find out. And they're all different? Yeah, they're all different kinds. Some of them will make you feel like you're getting tapped on the head of your dick, which is surprisingly an erotic sensation. Um some of them, you may feel like you're being stroked from like your prostate out through the shaft out to the, the head of your dick and then back. Oh, wow. Okay. And like, okay. And, and some of them are just uh, tingling sensations. And do some of them oh. make mix that all together to give you like a really great experience? Yeah. Uh, there are um, sessions that are like 
uh, two hours long. Uh huh. Oh wow. And and uh, you know they get named like somebody's symphony. Uh-huh. So they get a name like that, and they and they have movements like in a symphony, and there's a variety of different kinds of experiences as you move through the symphony. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And now, are, do they make different ones for men and women, or could a man and a woman use the same one? Well, men and women can use the same signal source and the same power source, but their electrodes are different. Right, but I'm talking about the files though those those symphonies oh, no, that, that you get. That, I haven't seen any that's named specifically for a woman's use. So they're mostly but for men, or they I, could be used by either, I'm sure. Well, they can use, be used by either, but, you know, like most things sexual, most of the kink is in the male community. But there are women who do it, too. Right, so there must be e-stim files for women to give them the kind of experience that they want. Because I would think, like, when you think, like, the ones that are stroking you and everything, like, I don't know, maybe that's not... The right yeah, thing. I mean, might, anatomy yeah, is so different, right? But there, there are some files like the, the, the electrode I said that I put up in my ass. Uh huh. So there are certain files. If I play through that, it actually feels like somebody is uh, doing me in the ass. Right, is fucking you in the ass. So that would be okay for yeah, the girl. Exactly. Yeah. It's. I mean, the thing's not moving, but because of the change in the signal, it feels like there's something back there moving around. Oh my god! And so. You know, did you ever do the two-hour one, or like, is are you normally like the type of person that likes to just get in and get out? Or I mean, I mean, you're married now. I'm assuming for the past fifteen years, maybe you weren't married. I mean, because like, when would you have two hours that your wife's not around that you could just like lay back and do this? Well, there's a couple of different scenarios. Sometimes when I travel for business, I have the whole night alone in my hotel room. Uh huh. And you bring it with you. And I bring it with me. Yeah, it goes in a little computer bag, and away we go. And do you, think, you ever think, like, if you're, like, going through, like, customs or something and they open, like, is it an obvious sex thing or does it not look like that at all? Like, I don't even, because I, I never heard of this. I don't even know, like, what does the, op, like, the apparatus look like? So, so the, the box looks like a little black box. You're totally breaking up. I didn't hear a word you said. The box. So the blo- the box, the power box, yeah, looks like a little black box. It's about looks like a little amplifier. It's about six inches on a square and about two inches deep, and it has some knobs in the front and some phone jack where you plug in the wires. Right. So it doesn't look like there's nothing shaped like a dick or anything like that, right? So it hasn't really like if so they open up your bag and look at it, they're not like what the fuck is this guy doing with this stuff, right? It, it looks like you're. Right maybe doing work on some sort of computer thing. Yeah, it's not something that I take in carry-on baggage, but I put it in my pack bag or my check baggage. But what about at home? Like, if your wife found it, or, like, where do you hide it? Oh, that's a good question. So there's a couple places. Um, in my office, I have the closet that nobody ever wants to go into because there's something there. Because there's what? You just broke out. I have a closet at home that has... So much stuff in it, nobody ever wants to go in there because it's full of junk. Okay. So that's one place. Another place is I can keep it in my office, just in my computer bag back in the corner of my office if I want, at work. Right. So that's a place. That's where I keep it. But I, I do do this at home, so it's not like I only do it when I'm on the road. Right. You will do it at home when your wife steps out or something like that? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a job that has flexible day schedule. Uh-huh. And she has a job where she goes. She has to be there all day. So, you know, I could, there's times I've just taken a day off and just did the whole day. How long have you been married for? About 30 years. Okay, so you were with her when you found this and you were in. So I'm assuming, like, you didn't tell her about this because, like, then she'd be like me. Like, where do you hear about this? And you're not going to say from the Yahoo sex room, chat room that I'm at, right? Like, I mean, like, because I'm wondering why you wouldn't sort of tell her about it? Well, so my wife will indulge in some of my kinks, but not all of my kinks. Uh-huh. So, you know, there's limits to what she'll do. And I think, in my judgment, this is one of those things that's beyond her limits. Right. So you feel like she wouldn't be into it, she wouldn't be cool with it, and so it's just best yeah. to keep it to yourself. Let me describe this. Let me describe it this way. Yeah. When we were separated due to 
business travel for about three or four months when we were moving from one state to another. She came and she found a flashlight in my bag. She was threatened by the flashlight. What's a flashlight? You know, a, a flashlight is a, a male masturbation sleeve. A what? A male masturbation sleep? You see, I don't know these things. I'm a girl. I've never Googled, like, guy so, stuff. So it's a, it's a male masturbation device that has a hole up through it. It's about eight or nine inches long. On the outside, it looks like a big, oversized flashlight. Yeah. But on the inside, it's soft and tender and has little striations in it that you feel when you slide it over your cock. Uh-huh. So anyway, I had one of those. You know, because we were separated there for a long time, long distance. And uh, when she came and she saw it, she just felt threatened by it. She said, I can't believe you had that. Why would you need that? <laughs> well, didn't she know you were, wouldn't she rather that than she didn't find like a hooker's number in your bag? I mean, like you were separated, right? Like, can't you just well, that, be... yeah. yeah, that was my response. <laughs> right? I mean, just like, she should have been happy. Oh, he's not fucking other people. Because what would she think you're going to do for three or four months? And it was the closest thing to her. Right. And uh, let me ask you this. Did you ever cheat on her in all these times? You've been with her 30 years? Nope. See, there you go. Yeah, you got these electrodes. You got that flashlight. I mean, like, you're you're taking care of business. If you define that as cheating, I suppose. That's not cheating. Who would define that as cheating? (laughs) What's cheating? Uh, Jerking off? Or keeping the secret? Yeah. Keeping the secret is a, it could be a different category, right? It could be, uh, you know, at like it would be maybe like a, a, de- a deceit, you know, in the relationship, like or what, you know, and have to do. And yeah, that's similar to che- cheating is like something that, yeah, you're just being deceitful and it, it creates a problem with trust in a relationship. And so maybe keeping something to yourself is like the same thing. Lying. Maybe it's more like lying. Maybe that would be the word. But is it lying? I mean. I don't know. I have a friend who's like, you know, if they don't ask and I don't tell, it's not lying. I'm just like, you know, just not tell, you know, it's like omitting the truth. I don't know. But I don't think it's any big deal, especially like, listen, there's a lot of guys that are not faithful. I think so. And you are and you have been. This stuff has probably helped you. You've got like this little contraption that you got that could give you like the best orgasms ever, right? And then you have your wife when you want the real deal, right? So you don't have the need to go elsewhere. And maybe you're just not that kind of person, right? So I don't know. But like, would she be surprised if she found out that you had this other thing? I think she would at first be shocked. (laughs) <laughs> right pun intended but um she wouldn't be surprised because, because of this kinky stuff that you're into yeah the stuff that i introduce into our sex life yep. what kind of stuff have you introduced into your sex life with her um it, it'll sound mild by some people's standards i suppose but but most people um, that listen i think are mild people so let's hear about okay. it you know what i mean like All it right. doesn't need to be what? so hardcore okay Let's titillate your listeners. So yeah. we do uh, themed night. Wait, you um, just broke up again. You got the bad cell service. You do what? We do erotic themed date nights, you know, with meals and certain kinds of drinks and um, certain kinds of porn movies, things like that. Um, that's one example. We do a little bit of uh, uh, bondage play. Uh-huh. Uh, long and that was long before <laughs> Fifty Shades. Um, so we do that kind of thing. And now let uh, me ask you this. Is it when you do the bondage thing, like who's the dominant, who's the submissive? Or do you guys swap? Or are you into being the person that's like, are you into being the submissive and you want her to be the dom? Does she just go for the ride or is she into it too? Well, so what the way it started was um, I was tired of her not taking initiative and always being submissive in the sack. Right. So when I first organized a night to do this, I brought home to her a little collar that says submissive on it uh-huh. to start her down the role play. But the collar submissive. was for you. No, the collar was for her. 
But I thought you were you were sick of her being submissive. I was sick of her being submissive, and if she was going to be submissive, then she was going to be submissive. Oh, the, you were going to get turned on, right? You were going to be, you're going to make it like a hot. Sub- you're going to make it fucking hot then if she's going to be submissive because it was like exactly. Pork. Okay, that's, that's right. kind of smart. To, you're going to dress how I want you to dress. You're going to wear what I buy for you. You're going to put on the, the jewelry that I say you're going to put on. You're going to use the toys that I say you put on. So, you know, we kind of go down that road. I think that's kind of smart. I think that's a smart way of, uh, you know, turning something that could otherwise make sex like super boring, right, into something like totally new, right? You just created something that was happening and turned it into a positive just by introducing that whole scene and just making it a little bit more extreme. I think that's smart. Yeah, and and, uh, she's into it now, so she loves it. I, I do have to confess I have a another slight kink. Yeah. And that's I like I, I pick out and buy all the clothes she wears for these kind of events, right? Right. Um and one of them is the heels, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the fuck me pumps, right? So uh, it turns out I'm I do a very good job of picking out fuck me pumps. <laughs> <laughs> she likes the shoes that you get for her? She she likes what I pick out for her and uh and I've gotten to the point now where it's kinda of hard to walk through a shoe store. Really, because you can't help but like look at the shoes and find the one that you really like, or you want to buy them for her. <laughs> yeah, and get an erection in the process. Oh, I hear you, because you're so you're like a shoe fetish now. I have taught my body that when I see that, that means great sex, and that's what I think about. Right. She seems kind of like open the fact that like maybe you just don't even it's not a big deal to keep this to yourself. Right. Like, I mean, because like I feel like if she knew, uh, you know, you've been with her for so long. Right. She knows you jerk off because she saw that flashlight thing and whatever. You've been with her for a long time. I'm sure she knows that you do pleasure yourself that like if you let it out to be like a part of your relationship. Do you see any positive for that or there you just would there would be no gain in it so why bother there's no gain in it why bother right exactly right because it really is something that you do yourself right you've built them yourself well you said something in the email you're like it changes your brain waves like what the fuck does that mean okay so there are times when uh when i have lots of time and i can spend you know two three four hours and you start down this path, and you kind of get in a zone. Uh-huh. You know, I, mean, I don't know if it's uh, you know the, the brain chemistry that's changing because of the the ongoing pleasure, and and of course you know like anything else, you can increase the pleasure level and decrease the pleasure level, or you can just you know pick the right thing and you can just ride it up and down and up and down. Uh-huh. And and I find myself kind of getting into a zone where it's just like. I can't believe this feels this good. Right. And you just roll with it. It's like, it's like, I suppose it's like an addict on a high, you know? Right. So you feel it's really not just affecting you physically, which in your brain chemistry is sort of being tweaked as well yeah. at the same time. Well, maybe yeah, because like not- when you do like meditation, like they have certain meditations that have sort of like beats that go in like binary beats and like different things that, and they don't sound like anything. They sound sort of weird or what, you know, but they do change how you feel, what you think, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's like the subliminal kind of a thing. So maybe there's something like that going on. I mean, have you ever Googled it to see if that's like, there's something else going on when you're doing this? I I haven't, but you know, I I even in the STEM communities that I'm part of now, yeah, uh, I've not seen any mention or discussion of this experience. Maybe I ought to bring it up and see what uh, see what other people say. Yeah, maybe you haven't because no one's brought it up. But I'm sure if you Google it, somebody else has been talking about it or something. Like maybe there is something that goes on that's changing something subliminally, right? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know. But do you hear anything when you're doing it, or no? You don't. You're just feeling stuff, right? You just you just feel it. Yeah. If you if you had to hear it, it wouldn't sound like anything. It would sound like a like a strange sound from a science fiction movie. Right. Of know? course. Right. Because it's like electrodes. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. It's nothing that. But, uh-huh. but, but what you can, but what other people do along the lines is, um, there are people who have written these stem files to match up with porn videos. 
Oh, what do you so mean? You can you can watch a porn video and experience an approximation of the action in your cock. Oh, you're watching and you're getting the sensation of what you're watching. It's like you're the yeah. person in there that you're watching. Yeah, so you can you can play the the, the video and you can hear the audio of the moaning and the grunting and all that, but your body is feeling the sensation of this electrostimulation. Oh, wow. That's smart. I mean, that's like a good concept to come up with for people. Yeah, um, it's an art form. It's almost like virtual, right? Virtual. Well, form. I just think, yeah, I mean, when the, the VR glasses came out, I was like, oh, my God, they're going to have to pair this up with porn, right? And I have a friend who's like out of work, and so he does like shoots for, I don't know, does like sort of production work for porn sets i don't know he's like the guy i'm like when are they like tell your guy to make vr porn like that's probably the and he said he's seen it he shot it and it's like really like i think it's all out there now right but like you know it's like the future right it's like supposedly and i'm just like in 20 years from now people won't even be fucking real people like people will be able to have exactly what they want and their vr and maybe they sort of pair it up with this thing. I mean, this it sounds a little archaic, what you're doing, but I'm assuming you could buy them too. I mean, you're telling me about stuff that you've built from computer things, but like I'm assuming 15 years later, there's stuff that you could buy that's more like up to date. I don't know. And how much does yeah, it cost? So, so it depends. Um, a, a, a decent unit, one that's a good value, that works well, would probably cost you between three and eight hundred dollars. Oh wow! Have you bought one of those in all this time? I did. After uh -huh. after years of making my own, I finally said, "Screw it! I'm going to get the real thing." And, I, and last year, I bought one. And how was it? It is awesome compared to the <laughs> ones that you make. So much better. Yeah, it that much better. And um, what it does that makes it better is that you can feel the nuances much better than with the homemade unit. Right. So you can you can really feel the subtle variations in the in the stimulation. So it's like more refined. Exactly. Yeah. Right. That's exactly. What's the name of the one that you bought? Did you bought the low did you buy a lower end one for three hundred? Did you buy the eight hundred yeah, one? Yeah, I bought I bought one in the three hundred range. It and was it was amazing. A, and it was amazing. It's What's the name BT, of the one? BT Stim. B, BT stem. B as in boy, T as in Tom. B as in boy, T as in Tom, dash stem. Okay, and that one you highly recommend. That's on the $300 range, but that one's really good. And now, where would you yeah. find out the information if someone wants to build their own? Because you did that for a very long time, considering you said you've been doing it 15 years. You just bought one, right? You've always sure, yeah. made well, them yourself. How do people find out how to make one themselves? Well, it's this. Not surprisingly, the STEM community is also home to lots of engineers. Right. And so what they do is they're always trying to in their homemade units, and they post their schematic diagrams and their plans on websites, and you can just go in there and download them and go to your local Radio Shack or electronics parts store and buy the parts and put it together. Now, let me ask you this. Is it like dangerous i don't know like i mean could you fuck stuff up if you like don't do it right like i mean you're putting you're making some sort of electrical thing that would like scare me and then you're shoving it up your ass like i don't know that would like scare me like what's it, the it, worst it, that could happen if you don't make it right well generally the worst that can happen is you get a good strong shock okay you know just a, a surprisingly strong shock but it's real easy to make and it's very simple you know, almost anybody can do it if you know how to use a soldering pencil. You know, right. And uh, but the worst that could happen is if you were if you were out doing this somewhere like at home or a hotel, and there was a thunderstorm, and there was a lightning strike on the building you're in, because the lightning will go through anything and everything. Oh. So that's another that's another rule that I have. I don't stem above the waist, and I don't stem in a thunderstorm. Right. Yeah, you better not. And do most people <laughs> have there been story? I wonder if there's stories of people out there that have died from stimming. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming not because I've never heard one. One of the things I wanted to share with you is where people can find information about this. Yeah, where? So there's there's a couple of uh, of discussion groups, discussion boards uh -huh. on the subject. 
One of them is at a place called Smart Stim, S-M-A-R-T-S-T-I-M.com. Mm-hmm. And another one is at a place called Social Stim, S-O-C-I-A-L-S-T-I-M.com. So those are, those are two communities where, you know, people are, there are aficionados and they post their experiences and their homemade electrodes. Some people make their stuff at home like I do. Right. Uh, and uh, they talk about their experiences. And they post pictures and videos. And that's where people could get all the information. That's where you got a lot of your information that's, after yeah, looking that's for where, so long. That's where, after the Yahoo group, uh, after I found the Yahoo group, then that led me to one of those websites to learn about it. Let me ask you this because I remember a guy that called into my show um, and he had diabetes and it created a lot of nerve damage and it made it like almost impossible for him to have to feel his orgasms. Right. It was like really devastating. I mean, imagine Um, is something like this helpful. Do you know, like, could this like be some or is it because it's working with nerves? Like maybe if you have that nerve damage, it can't do anything. I mean, is it because when I was Googling while we're we're talking, like I just wanted to see what one looked like. All this stuff for physical therapy came up. So it seems like they (laughs) use this for physical therapy. So I'm like, could you be like kind of like using it for your dick and it's giving you physical therapy at the same time like maybe if something's you know up with your dick because you have something going on with it like have you heard like is it used for that too or no <laughs> well you got there's two questions in there yeah i'll try to answer the first one is about the diabetes yeah i don't know enough about diabetes to understand how it affects the nerve system right but but this form of neural neural stimulation isn't just the nerves that are on the surface of the skin. Right. So it goes deeper. So maybe maybe that would help. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Diabetic, I don't know. I, I imagine on one of those uh, discussion forums, somebody's probably asked that question. I'm going to Google uh, it and find out because I, 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 if, if it is something that helps, I'm going to make sure my guy that called in that had that problem, make sure he listens to this and, and tries it. Okay. Um, and then the other question, you talked about physical therapy. So if you've ever had like a, a back, lower back problem, uh-huh. muscle problem, sometimes um, they'll recommend that you use something called a TENS unit, T-E-N-S. Uh-huh. And it's essentially a little box that's a medical box um, that you hook the two electrodes on the places in your back and you turn this box on and it does the same thing. So it's it's stimulating something in there to help take away the back pain. Yeah, it's and matter of fact, ten stands for transcutaneous electronic stimulation or something like that. Right. So it is electronic a... nerve sti- electronic nerve stimulation, and uh, and you can use that for sex play too. I mean, you could use that to stimulate your or, or right your to start off, right to start off it, but yeah. it's not playing the symphony like you said. <laughs> it's just right. Doing what it does is it gives you a vibration. It's like a real super intense, high speed vibration set deal. Right, but what you're talking about, it's like kind of crazy that it's like not just vibrating; it's creating things that, like you, it's like a hand moving on you, but it's there's no hand there, right? Like a things moving up and down, or like different kinds of things that, like, could you even experience in real life? Like it's like crazy. Yeah, the matter of fact, one of the stem files I like to use is called BJ on a Country Road. <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> that's the title. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny! Some guys like just thinking, I just want a BJ on a Country Road. <laughs> Another one is stroking. Um, you're looking at your one. files now. No. Awesome. Uh, oh yeah, you're in your car. You're in your car. Where do you I've hide this stuff on your computer? Like your wife doesn't find this stuff. My wife has her own computer, and I have my computer. Yeah. See, this is the shit that people find out about when someone dies. Exactly. I and I <laughs> believe me. I occasionally do think about that day, but they're all going to say. We knew dad was really kinky, but we didn't know he was that kinky. Yeah, but I used to, I made a joke on one of my sh- podcasts that they should like have like someone should start a business called like the cleanup crew. Like, you know, they were, they go in and clean this shit up because sometimes I think depending on like how hardcore your quote unquote kink is, like it could really 
ruin like you know because some people define people by certain things right i think it's like bullshit you know a guy could live his whole life being whatever with his wife but then she finds out that he was into bondage on the side you know because she found his shit and she could forever hate him because like this is what you you know you don't know i don't know that that happens in real life but you know what i mean (laughs) this is like oh yeah but it's not like you're living like i mean your wife knows you have these this kinky stuff she saw that you had like like, cause I think most guys just jerk off. Like, like I always thought I was lucky as a woman that like I could have, like there's so many toys for women to use, right. To jerk off and to, like, oh, yeah. you, could, you could just go to town on yourself with like so many different contraptions. I love that. And I always felt like, sorry for guys. Cause I'm like, there's not much for guys. Right. But you're a guy and most guys don't use it. They just, just fucking jerk off with their hand and use their imagination or porn or whatever and call it a day. Right. But like, You've you use that flashlight thing. What was it called again? I'm sorry. What the flashlight thing? I I don't know what it's called. Oh, the flesh, it's called a flashlight. A flash. Uh, the flashlight. Flash. Right? Flash. I know. I know. But you said it had the top like a flashlight. But it's like the flashlight. You know, they know. She knows that you're the guy that you know use that i don't think most guys would use something like that or even know that it exists or that a lot of guys don't go shopping for stuff to pleasure themselves but you're here to say that there are all these things right besides the e-stims you have that flesh thing is good right yeah i need to tell you something so as we're talking i'm thinking about what you're saying and it occurred to me that uh i may not appreciate just how kinky i am compared to the rest of the population <laughs> yeah i think i think you're because when you're in it when yeah. you're in it you think oh there's a whole lot of people especially on the internet you know, yeah those, that's what's those, great about the internet yeah uh-huh and and you think oh there's all kinds of people in this i'm not the only one all these other people are doing it in secret and i don't know about it yeah maybe and everybody knows about all this stuff yeah, yeah. But I don't think so. I'm pretty open to actually know about a lot of things, but I don't never heard of this. I know a lot of guys, like I have a lot of guy friends. I have girlfriends too, but I have a lot of guy friends and we're pretty open about stuff and they always tell me their shit and I've never heard about this kind of stuff, nor do I think most of them use any kind of toys for, you know, they like to get their girls to use it, right? You know, but are they right. really oh, yeah. buying their stuff? Like, no. What other stuff have you used? Anything else that you could give a shout out to my listeners and tell them that they could use? The East <laughs> well, the Stim thing sounds interesting. I think it's really interesting if someone listens to this and maybe they've heard about it and now they know how to actually go out and do it for themselves, right? And what it does. Uh, maybe you'll turn some people on that have never heard about it, right? And they're yeah. like, you, you know, it sounds like fucking amazing that you could like watch a porn and then get you're the person in it, you know? I mean, and they've got these sounds that do all these kinds of feelings it's like great especially for a guy if he's not getting laid right or an older yeah. guy that maybe it doesn't have a partner anymore but also that flesh light thing you said was cool that's a good thing to use for guys that don't know yeah but you know um part of what drove me to those things was that i was bored with regular jacket off right right i mean after so many years like uh okay this is the same thing over again yeah i wonder if guys are i gotta start quizzing i gotta start quizzing my guy friends i don't think i've ever asked them if they i don't think it ever occurred to me that that could be a possibility that i would be bored of jerking off but um i'm gonna ask my guy friends well, if think about think about this kathy yeah what if the only thing you ever had was penis and vagina missionary sex with no foreplay for 20 years what do you mean no foreplay you think you'd be bored? Yeah, for sure. What do you mean no foreplay? What I'm saying is it's just like jerking off. Right. right? Oh, right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Right. I want to do this for 20 years. I'm going to do it for the next 30 years. Yeah, but there's something more to jerking off. Like you have your imagination. You have your thought. You know, it's like you kind of could create that experience in your mind. But I get it. I think everyone has different like brains that think different things. Like, you know, I think there's some women that don't use anything other than their hand, right? If they're jerking off. Some women really like toys. So like you're, you're the type of guy. I think most guys don't. That's just what I think, but who knows? I talk about how unprofessional I am on this podcast. I don't fucking know. Maybe I'm wrong. You know what I mean? People will write in and tell me what they think. 
But from the guys that I know, I don't think most guys use stuff. I think with their minds and just like looking at a pair of tits, it's like enough. You know, guys are so simple. <laughs> but I think there's all different types of guys, right? Like you're a guy that, especially because you do the role playing with your wife, like you have more of an imagination, like you like all that stuff stuff you know what I mean you need that that's like you 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 know it's that's it's what you're into so it makes sense that you would like all this other stuff right right I'm so, just saying talk to the, those people are listening there's other if you're like this there's got to be other guys you know I think it's yeah. good to know about sex toys that are really good I once used this thing called the clit kisser and it was like the there was I didn't have a podcast at the time and there was no internet or else I'd be blabbing about it for days because I couldn't even believe how great it was I was just like telling everybody because it was like the best fucking thing I ever experienced I had to throw it out because it was too good but like you know so I feel like it's always good to get firsthand like recommendation for stuff like that you know so if like I'm asking you because I'm like there's probably guys that maybe always thought like hey should I try that out but it probably doesn't work I don't know because no guys talk about it you know is there any other stuff that you've used besides because the Easton thing is like a little hardcore right it's super expensive or you have to make it yourself and it's dangerous I don't know that's a little scary but the other things considering that you've tried other things what other else can you recommend anything else no that's that's really it and I, and I, I gotta tell you something most guys don't come the first time they use it really or try it. yeah it's it's like a lot of things your body has to kind of adjust to it uh-huh. and appreciate it let me ask and, you this did it change your orgasms like as far as make it harder to orgasm with your wife or make it easier to work orgasm with your wife or did it keep it the same it only makes it harder if i've been doing it for five or six hours and then she comes home and decides she wants me to fire her yeah, I can imagine. No, because it's like I never liked vibrators for that reason because like they they stimulate your clit. Like it's like you put something on your clit that vibrates like that. Like you're never going to have that in real life and it's just like you could hey. become numb to it. Like so I never really liked to use that cuz it's so different, you know. So that's what I was wondering. Like does it make it hard? Oh, yeah, I run, run into that a couple of times. I have to be careful about that. Right. Because it takes sometimes if if I do it all day, you know, for yeah. 4 5 6 hours, it might take me a day or two to regain normal sensation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you just make sure. And you're doing it, like you said, sometimes with those long periods of time. You're doing it when you're away from your wife and you're on vacation. Like you're working, right? right. You're out of town. Yeah. So yeah. it doesn't matter. By the time you get home, your sensation's back. So it doesn't affect long-term or permanently. Right. Oh, yeah. It's not a long-term thing. Yeah, there's nothing permanent. Right. And But it doesn't help it either. Uh, think? No. Do you think it's changed? Well, yeah, actually, shows in you? Because you can get to the point where you've got just enough sensation that you can feel it, but you might last forever. Oh, really? Why? Because you're you're you you practice. It's like kind of like practicing when you're using that. No, it's like uh, okay. So uh, maybe I wait a day, and the the entire numbness hasn't gone away. Right. But I can still get uh, hard on. Right, right, right. So, so it makes you last. No, it's better than using one of those uh, those lotions. Not that I ever have to worry about that, but, you know, it's like, oh, wow, I don't have to think about this or I don't have to make changes or do things differently. It's like, let's just keep going right after it for the next hour. We're okay. <laughs> now, you said you, you like that thing in your ass, right? And it makes that feeling of something going in and out in your ass, right? So basically, like, you like anal, right? Do you ever in your things with your wife, like, have her peg you or do anything like that? Or do you keep that to yourself? Um, she won't peg me, I don't think. I've never really asked her. Uh huh. You know, she she kind of laughs off toys, but uh, but she doesn't have any problem stimulating my ass. That's yeah, that's fine. I mean, she'll use a finger. It's fine, and it's right. great. Right, and you like it, I'm assuming, because you oh, yeah. like it with yeah. that thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. And, and I really, and I'll tell you what, I didn't really discover it until I started using that East End toy, that particular electrode. So you were like the, a typical guy where you were like, no way, like I'm not into that. Anal I don't play. think I was that hard. I wasn't that hardcore about it, but it was like, well, I don't think there's anything really back there. Everything I feel is up front. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then do they, so I guess they teach you, they tell you like every guy puts it inside, like those three places that you said you put it or are there, are there multiple places that you could put it? Oh, there, there's, there's other ways for guys. So like uh, instead of the one back in the back, you might put, uh, one at the base and one halfway down the shaft and then another one out on the head. 
and they have different shapes and sizes of electrodes. So, right. And the other thing too is you don't use metal because generally you don't use metal because metal can get little hot spots, little points on it, uh-huh. where the, the, the current gets concentrated too high and you can get a little burn. So there's a thing out there called conductive rubber. Yeah, and that's what you right? use, like, like a silicon, like kind of like a silicon uh, cock ring, you know. Uh huh. But they're made out of conductive rubber instead, and so you use that. Interesting. And now you you've never had, I'm assuming, any kind of problems or burns or anything. I mean, considering you made them for 15 years, I don't know. That sounds scary to me, making this shit yourself. It's Well, I'm an engineer. Oh, okay. You failed to tell. Okay, <laughs> so, there you go. So, yeah, I understand all this stuff. It's amazing. So, um, sometimes, once in a while, I'll put a, an ad on, like, Craigslist where you can't do that anymore. But, yeah. Uh, and then I'll invite guys to learn about it. Uh-huh. Know? And uh, and they're real. I mean, it's amazing. If I would put an ad on Craigslist and say, "Would you like to learn about e-stim from an experienced stimmer?" I'll get twenty responses from guys. Right. Well, would you want to put a shout out on my podcast and see if anyone writes in? Are you into helping people or telling them or talking to them about it? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I like to do that. Okay, I, so I, I, could it, a lot, but I. Could I say to people, like, if you're interested, I mean, I won't give out your email address on this, but like, if they're interested, they could email me and then I'll put them in touch with you. Would you be into that? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah that'd be fine. Yeah. Okay. So anyone listening, if you want more information, because I think, I mean, you're an engineer, right? We just learned this like late in the game. Like, cause I was thinking like, it's a little like how many people could actually build it? I don't know. It sounds a little, you make it seem like it seems easy, but I think it seems like it might be a little complicated for the regular person, right? So you right. could like walk, have you walked people through it and stuff like is that what you could do for people? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, I've met with guys and and showed them how to use it and had them try it. You know. Have they ever made a pass at you? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would think. Well, it's it's funny because probably half the guys are either bisexual or gay. Yeah. And the other half are guys like me. They're married, quote unquote, straight guys who just want to try something different. Right. And so when the guys hit on you, you've never fooled around with guys, I'm assuming, because you said you never cheated on your wife. Like, you just, like, say, no thanks, buddy. <laughs> right, yeah. Right. Exactly. So if uh, any... The problem is... Yeah. Go ahead. No, you go on. The problem well, what is... what I was going to say is, one of the, problem, the problems with that scenario is, is you know, they think, well, I'm going to go over there, he's going to hook me up, and in 10 minutes I'm going to come, and it doesn't work that way. Right. It could Cause, take... Because they experience the sensation, it's like your their body says wait, this is something completely different. I don't know what I'm supposed to do or feel, you know. Oh, wait a second. So when you say you've helped guys, you've gone over there and, like, hooked them up and pulled their pants down and saw them actually do it? And I I asked you if they hit on you thinking that you're just meeting them in a coffee shop talking about it. Of course they hit on you. You're there. Their cock is out (laughs) like you're... (laughs) you're (laughs) I, I mean, come on. I think your wife would think this is this might be cheating. Yeah, that might be going a, a bit a bridge too far for sure. Yeah, for sure. She, she can't never find out about that when you die. Make sure you delete those emails. But wait a second, you've gone so far as to like meet guys and like hook them up and go to their house and like do it with them and help them do it. Right. Have you seen them come? Yeah. Has does that turn you on at all? I think it's very interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and it, does, it does turn me on a little bit. I mean, you know, I don't care what any straight guy says. A hard cock and a hard cock that's coming. That's part of the excitement. Why else is there a money shot in porn? Oh, right. Maybe. I don't know. You think? Yeah. That's why there's a money shot in every cheesy porn video ever made. So you're there. The guy comes. And then, like, how uncomfortable is it afterwards? <laughs> Because now he's all done and you're the stranger sitting there. I don't know. That must be like a weird scene for that guy. <laughs> or is well, it... I do it too. You what? I do it too. Oh, stop. Wait a second. Okay, this is a whole other story. I can't believe I waited till so long to get to this shit. Okay. You, so you eat, you, you eat, I have to put this in the, in the intro or else people are going to maybe not listen to all of it and then they don't know. You know what I mean? Like, wait a second, you, you bring it over, you hook them up and you sit, so you're basically getting off 
by yourself sitting next to another guy getting off by himself. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a whole other story. That's that yeah, is yeah, that's no touching. No touching, okay, but you're right. doing it with someone, so there is a little bit of something going on there. That's a little yeah. bit maybe not perfectly, not a hundred percent heterosexual. Maybe not bisexual, but maybe a little bit curious. I don't know. Who knows? But that's interesting. How many times have you done that? Well, probably a half a dozen times. Wow. Maybe eight or ten, somewhere between a half a dozen and a dozen, I guess. Right. Over the years. So if a guy lives in your area, I don't know where you live, nor do I need to, but like if you start talking, so just so guys know that you're listening to this, if you want to write in, and women too. Have you ever hooked up a woman? No, I'm assuming no. Uh, no, I haven't done that yet. Okay. So if you're a guy or a girl, right, and you want to, like, first of all, he'll help you out. He'll email with you, talk to you, teach you how to do it. Whatever. And if you live in his area, right, if they live close to you, you will actually yeah. help really walk them through it and do it with them. Yeah. 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 That's a good offer. That's good to know. When was the last time you did that? Uh, it's probably been about uh, six, eight months. Right. And how, now, have you ever like gone back for seconds and thirds with the same guy? Or is it typically like a you teach them how to do it and then you never talk to them again? Right. That's usually the way it works out. Right, so you, you know, te- they, they got questions and they call me or email me, you know, I'll respond. But it's not like I'm into repeat performances. Right, and I guess this thing is so good that he, they don't need you afterwards, right? <laughs> like all of a sudden they start to experience these amazing feelings with this thing, right? That's what I'm assuming, and they're like right. they don't need anybody else. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, it's fun. that's so fascinating. So anyway, all right, let's give the shout out to anybody who wants to talk to Jay. We're calling him Jay. If you want to talk to him, find out more information, he could help you out via email. Or maybe you hit the jackpot if you live where he does. I, we don't want to say where you live, right? But if somebody, like, I'll yeah, forward them on. Yeah. And then you yeah. could start discussing with them. So send me an email. It's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll put you in touch with Jay. And he could teach you all about it. So, yeah, you better hide the emails with the guys. That's not good. Your wife cannot find that out when she, after you die. Like, she cannot find out that you went to the guys' houses. So do whatever you have to do to get rid of that stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay? She can't find that out. That's a whole other story. Right. Okay? The thing, doing it yourself on your road trips and in your office, like, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But not going to the guy's houses. I don't think without a conversation and a million questions and answers from you, like her mind could go crazy with that. Do you know what I mean? So make sure you delete that shit from your computer. All right, Jake. You know, we didn't talk much about how women use this. How much? You told me that they barely do. No. Yeah, they do. But how they like where do where do they put the electrodes? I would say up their pussy, up their ass, right? And, and what do their electrodes look like, right? Little so, dicks. <laughs> so, well, yeah, you know, they make electrodes. Actually, they sell them in kind of the medical market as a positioned as a uh, tighten your pelvic floor. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some of them they insert up into their pussy, right? Uh huh. And uh, but other ones they um, they might. If, if you think like a like a large hair clip or like a old thing that used to hang curtains with, yeah, or like a piece of uh, clitoral jewelry that's not piercing, non-piercing clitoral jewelry, yeah, and book it around their their clit. Uh huh. That's another way. Um, a real common way is for them to put on their inner put the electrodes on their inner thighs, one on each side, and then maybe the third one kind of either on their mound or or in their pussy or on their clit, and then do it that way. Now, would you, would you, let me ask you this, as someone that's never cheated on their wife, if a woman writes into my podcast, and this is, she finds interesting, and she wants to do it, and it turns out that she lives in your neighborhood, would you go and do it with a woman? I think I would entertain it at this point, yeah. You would, right? I would assume, because it's like, why wouldn't you if you do it with a guy, right? Considering you're not by well, really. Yeah, and it's a pretty rare thing. I'm not worried about it happening. 
Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. It most likely won't happen. But that's interesting. I wonder, I'm going to Google that too to see whether, because like when women go through menopause, like things change for them too. Like you said, it, uh, they sometimes pitch it as like, oh, help your pelvic floor, right? You know, I wonder if yeah. it's therapeutic on some level also for women. And, and what I, I just think it might be because it does, they do use it for physical therapy for other parts of the body, right? You said for the lower yeah. back. So I really need to know whether they use this for physical therapy. I'm going to Google that the minute we get off and then I'm going to tell it on the intro whether it is because then it's like yeah. this is not only helpful for people that want to get off and have a good time, but it's also right. helpful for people that are having, um, you know, issues, physical issues, you know, that it could help right. and yeah. make you feel good at the same time, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right, so women, if you're out there, he could help you too. And you could do it. And you could do it. It's uh, it's available. So anyway, thanks, Jay, for all the information. It's fascinating to me because I've never heard of this. You bet. I'll keep you posted when I get the emails. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them to you. Thanks, Jay. All right. All right, bye. Take care, Kathy. Bye-bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, situation you can't talk about to anyone to anyone or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show well strictly anonymous wants to hear from you send us an email strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name and remember everything is strictly anonymous strictly anonymous